You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeinfootball.com. Once again, the website is lifeinfootball.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Life in Football podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Feed. And this your co-host, Colin Moore. You know we love life and enjoying football. We got a top-notch coach on today. We ain't even going to play with y'all. I'm just letting y'all know in my heart, this one of the best coaches in the nation. He got one of the best programs in the nation. Now, in the state of Florida, you'll hear about the uh, Northwestern Bulls. You'll hear about Lakeland. You'll hear about St. Thomas Kiwanis. You'll hear about IMG. But let me tell y'all something. The Madison County Cowboys are nothing less than perfect. They are a top-notch program. I love what they got going on, and they coach, his name is Mike Cole. They head coach, his name Mike Cole. That's who we have on today. Now, I played in college football with a guy with the same name, ironically. I played at Alabama State with a football player. His name was Mike Cole as well. He went on to play in the NFL. But this is so special because this coach, I actually got to see them play live and in person. Not one, not two, not three times. And all the games was great. I got to see. I got to see them play top-notch games. I got to see them play in the state championship game. And one of the things I, why I'm saying he a top-notch coach, this coach, y'all, he won three state championships in a row in the state of Florida now I'm talking about. And I'm talking about he has a program where it impacts levels. I'm talking about they could go play the highest level. They could, they're a 1A school, y'all. They could go play an 8 day school and stand right in the paint with them. And, I mean, this is the honest truth. He has a program that is second to none. And when y'all get a chance, go Google his program. Look them up, man. The Madison County Cowboys. They have some nice uniform with Under Armour provides for them. They have big crowds at their games. I, this stuff I'm telling y'all, I done seen in person. I was at the state championship game where the where the announcer was saying one of the players' name wrong. Almost the whole crowd turned around and talking to that now. It's hired. And man, it just was amazing to see the support and the love that they got. But without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and let Simo bring him on. Coach, how you doing today? Man, I'm good, guys. How are y'all? Man, great, and it's a blessing to have you on, Coach. Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, appreciate all you guys do for uh, high school football in the area and and what you stand for. Yeah, thank you, Coach. We definitely appreciate that, Coach. I'm gonna jump right out the gate. I I, I want to know how did you get into um coaching and get to the point that you are at now. Well, so uh, my dad wasn't in my life. Uh, he was a all-state football player at Auburndale High School, where I'm from. I'm from Auburndale down in Central Florida. Um, so I didn't have him growing up, but I was very fortunate. Good Lord bless me. Uh, my uncle, uh, Kenny Harrison, uh, played at Auburndale and, and uh, went on to Florida State and played a little bit. And uh, he started coaching as soon as he got done at Florida State. And uh, since I've been about five or six years old, Man, I've been going to football practices with him, riding in the back of the truck uh, with him and and the guys that he coached and, you know, picking them up for practice, taking them home. And 
And so really that's kind of all I've ever known. Um, and at a young age, I just noticed, you know, this, this man is always happy. You know, I never hear anybody really say anything negative about him. He's always smiling. He's always whistling. He just seems to always have a really, really good time uh, going to work. You know, he never, he never seemed like he was going to work. He was going to coach ball with his, with his best buddies. And, and uh, so I knew at an early age, you know, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to emulate, um, you know, and, and, and my high school head coach, Joe Parrish, who also played at Florida state. Um, you know, I was, I was very fortunate to play for him and my uncle was it actually his defense coordinator for 21 years. And so, um, I got the defensive part just from being around my uncle all those years. And then coach Parrish was our head coach, but he was also my offensive line coach. And so I'm five, six, seven years old, man. I'm standing over by the head football coach learning offensive line play. And um, when I got done playing, actually the spring of my senior year, you know, when most guys are out after school having a good time or doing whatever, I was going to football practice. I started coaching JV football that spring. And, and my JV coach, Ken Hood, who was, was still our JV coach then, and I owe him a lot. I don't talk about him a lot. Um kind of gets lost in the shuffle but those first three years I coached I coached JV and I didn't get paid a dime and man coach Hood just always gave me more responsibility every year and at the time I didn't understand it you know but um, it helped me learn all three phases of the game Uh, he was a good fine Christian man Uh, it helped me how to coach um, you know the right way and set expectations and just those three guys are, are by far the most tremendous uh, mentors that I've had when it comes to football. And, and I owe all three of them a great deal. And I coached in Arvindale from 94 to 2002. And then, um, man, I just got lucky. I'm going to be honest with you. Good Lord bless me. I was bringing a buddy of mine up to Madison County to interview. Um, I just drove him up here. Uh, and, and when I, we came up here that day, it was uh, January of 2003. It was like 20 degrees that day. And we got off the interstate, man, and, and there was nothing. I mean, nothing. And I, I said right then, I said, there's no way I'd ever come here and live or coach. And when I told the good Lord there wasn't no way I'd come, uh, he flat shore uh, said, I got other plans for you, Hoss. And he placed me here, and, and I've been here ever since. And what a what a beautiful place, what a wonderful place with – with people that get it, with kids that get it. I've been blessed with administration that gets it. Our community's unbelievable. Uh, most of my young men on my team are like me growing up. They don't have a father in the home. And and so I can share my testimony with them. And uh, I've got other coaches on my staff um, that have similar testimonies. And I feel like that's important that we're living examples to our young men that you can indeed make it. Um, in life, you know, you're not a product of your environment, you're a product of your choices. And, um, that's, that's my biggest deal is just try to help kids reach where they think they can't get to and, and not let them get trapped into being something that the world tells them they have to be because of where they're from or, or, or where they live, or they don't have enough money at the moment or whatever it is, you know, get them to a place where they realize if they'll work hard enough and be who they're supposed to be, um, good things are going to happen eventually. Coach, man, you you make me wish I had my son up there where he can play for you when he get old. Like, <laughs> I hear you. Bring like, him on. 
that that's that's what you want. Somebody who done been there, done that, and passionate for not only me, but passionate about teaching me what I need to know. So once my football over with, I'm gonna win in life. And coach, you that's give exactly. them that. You giving them that's that. That's exactly right. And coach, you've been blessed to have all of that. Now I heard you say that you was in Arbondale. Yep. Um, up until like 2002, right? Yes, sir. So when you was at Arbondale, do you remember Bartow had a coach named Richie Marsh? Yeah, so Coach Marsh and I are pretty good buddies. That's um, that's my that's my old head coach from Bartow. No way. Yep. No way. Yep, that's yeah. That's my that's my head coach. And then my senior year was uh, 2001, and okay. I had just moved a defensive back. And we played y'all Arbondale at home. And I believe okay. I got my first interception. And the wide <laughs> receiver y'all had was he he was from Barto, but he ended up in Arbondale. I can't remember his name, but that boy was on fire. He was like a junior. He was either number yeah. one or number three. And then he came back again. I, I think they called him Dirt. His nickname was Dirt. Yep. Yep. Ladero L- Lever. That's him. Coach, that boy was yep. for real. And he was from our neighborhood, but ended up with y'all. Yeah, he's quick as a hiccup now. Yeah, coach, that boy was man, coach, that was a squad you had that yeah. year. That was a squad. Yeah, they uh Coach Marsh is a fine, fine Christian man. He's doing great up there in Toombs County in Georgia. And funny story, when I left Arbondale, I was going to Bartow to coach for Coach Marsh. And three or four days later, he calls me and says, Coach, we're not gonna be able to do it. I'm leaving Bartow and going to Valdosta High School with Coach Darlington. And uh so Coach Marsh wound up at Valdosta with Coach Darlington, and he he was defense coordinator for a year before he took the Thomasville uh, high school job. And then that's when I came to Madison. So we wound up being about 25 minutes apart, just like we were at Armandale Bartow. And, uh, uh, yeah, Coach Marsh, fine, fine football coach and even better man. Yeah, man. That's Look, Coach, I know y'all, y'all, y'all blessed. Y'all blessed. So then that mean you know Buddy Martin and his nephew. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he's—is he still? Now he moved up to Georgia too, didn't right. he? Right. I and I—they I, yeah. was—I'm coaching together. I think he's at Toons with, with Richie. He was at what Hardy? Yep, he was at Hardy. Then he left Hardy to yep. go with Coach Marsh. Yep. Small yep. world, small world. And and yep. and what's so crazy is, um, Mike from that Quince area and all that up there. So I know what you're saying when you driving up. You driving up there. You like, man, I'm not gonna step here. Cause when I make that long drive on I ten, it made me yeah. so mad. Like, what? Who made this road? Like, what? How can I get here faster? But every time I have ever heard about Madison, I always heard like anybody that come from Madison that live in Polk County or vice versa. I always hear how good Madison is. And then when Coach, when Mike told me we was getting your own man, I was like, wow, we got the best of the best on the line. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. Mike, go ahead and jump off in there, man. Coach, man, I'm so amazed by what you guys are doing in the program y'all running, and not to mention the support y'all have. Uh, I've been to a few of you guys' games, and let me tell you, that state championship game, now Florida High, for everybody who don't know, Florida High is located in Tallahassee. The state championship game for the state of Florida for the smaller classes was located in Leon County, which is Tallahassee. Um, they had the games here. Now, Florida High, they bought out a big crowd. But when I tell you guys, Madison County, 
brought out a humongous crowd. It was amazing. I'm talking about I was I was early to the game, but still I was late because the crowd and the traffic was so jam packed that it took me almost 30 minutes to get inside of the stadium. And let me tell y'all, I was early. I was like 30 minutes early because I wanted to get there and get some filming of the guys coming on the field. I couldn't even do it. But, Coach, just give me a little something about the support you guys got in that community. Well, I, I feel like it's unmatched. Um, you know, and, 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 the, and the good thing about this place, man, is it's not just football. You know, our girls' basketball team played last Thursday night for the right to go to the uh, Final Four down in Lakeland. And, man, that gym was packed. I mean, it was packed. And then uh, – I'm sorry, they played Tuesday. And then Thursday night, the boys played first round of the playoffs, and the, and the gym was packed. Band concerts. Um, you know, our, we have people down at the, the junior college that put on plays once a year, and, and it's packed. I mean, you know, the beauty of this place, in my opinion, there's not a whole lot to do. There's no movie theaters, bowling alleys, um, things of that nature, but there's things close enough. You know, you can get to Tallahassee within an hour. You can get the live oak within 30 minutes. You can get the Valdosta within 30 minutes. But it's kind of the, the kids and the athletics and the and, and all that is the entertainment uh, here. And the people come out and support it, and the people know it. And it's I promise you, it, I'm just a small part. Uh, our coaching staff throughout the whole school, our basketball coach is top-notch, one of the hardest-working men uh, that I've been around. He's been our basketball coach going on 10 years now, does a great job. Our baseball coach uh, teaches in our school, does a great job. Our softball coach is our parks and recreation director uh, that's been a head coach for almost 10 years. So I'm very fortunate as athletic director here to have other men and women uh, that kind of have the same vision that I have, that this is far more um, about life than it is um, winning and losing. And our community mirrors that. They see that. Um, they believe in what we're doing. Um, you know, we try to feed our kids a bunch, and all you have to do is make a post on Facebook. Uh, we're running out of bread, or if anybody like to donate peanut butter and jelly. I mean, we're into boiled eggs now. Miss um, Johnson over at J&J Strong, her, her son played for us for four years, and her son's been gone for two years now out of the program. She still buys chocolate milk. She provides our chocolate milk every week. Um we won state again this year. She bought all the kids and coaches a, a shirt and a hat. Um, we've got so many people that their their kids have come through the program, and they're now graduated and moved on. And then and their parents are still involved uh, in the program. Wednesday nights, man, our kids eat. Um, our defense goes out to the Rutherford's house, and that's a family of a um, granddaddy and grandmother, and then two sons and and their wives and their kids have all come through our program playing football and baseball. And uh, two of the sons are involved now and our whole defense, man, I'm telling you, they go out there every Wednesday night during football season and eat. And they start off with a humongous bowl of wings uh, every Wednesday. And then they're going to have a full fledged meal. Um, Just so many people like that in our community. Uh, But I think it's important. I think it's important that kids see, um, you know, other people being selfless and other people giving back and, and people giving back to kids that they may not even really know, but they're giving back because they want those kids to have an opportunity 
to be successful in life. And uh, that's a big reason why I haven't left here. I've had opportunities to go. You know, everybody says the grass is always greener, but, you know, I've always believed to try to water the grass where you're at. And uh, when you're supposed to go, the good Lord will make it known to you and, and he'll provide that way. But um, it's a huge reason why I stay. The churches here are unbelievable about feeding us pregame. And uh, just I just think we got it going on right now as far as that goes. And But always trying to get better and always trying to find uh, more ways to invest in our kids and, and show them that there's a there's a better way in life. And, and uh, again, they don't have to be trapped into being what everybody tells them to have to be because of a certain culture or um, a socioeconomic background or whatever it may be. Um, they can be whatever they choose to be as long as they're willing to work and be good people and, and uh, do the Coach, right thing. Coach, I appreciate the information. And, you know, for y'all who don't know, like I keep saying, this is an amazing program. He's an amazing coach, and I applaud him for he he also had a son who played this past uh, season. For anybody who was at the state championship game, I got to watch mm-hmm. it on TV. He received an award, an academic award, for uh, his uh, honors and, you know, the things that he had worked hard for for the school year. So, you know, I want to congratulate him that as a father. And, you know, and it's, I want to congratulate his son as I well. So now, Coach, let's get back to the football part. This this question I'm going to ask, it got a few questions in one. Uh, if you could, mm-hmm. and it, this inspiring other coaches as well, mm-hmm. too. We want to know, how are you doing this, man? You won three, Coach, you won three state championships in a row. And y'all who don't know, he took athletes and turn them into top-notch quarterbacks. I'm talking about he had a he had a running back the year before <laughs> who was his quarterback this year, and he had a kid who plays at Florida State right now was his quarterback the two years prior. And, I mean, he has done a great job with those guys, but his program is relentless. The games I saw and the, the teams I saw him play against was bigger competition, bigger classes. And they out there playing like they were the big boys, and they beat these teams too. So, coach, give give the people a little insight on how you do, how how you doing this, and how are you putting these programs together as a coach, and give a little inspiration to upcoming coaches as well. Well, so just football strictly, okay? Just football speaking strictly football. Just a couple things that I think that we do that we focus on that you know, middle of the year, end of the year, really get us where we want to be. Number one is conditioning. Um, if you can play harder longer, then I think you're going to win games in the, in the middle of the third quarter, you know, through the end of the game in the fourth quarter. And I think our kids understand that. Uh, they believe in it. Um, and they've seen it. They've seen it, you know, where we first half, we may be tied with somebody or we may be losing. And, uh, we find a way in the second half. And, and I really feel like a majority of our kids, when the game is over, they can still play another quarter or another half just because they're in such great shape. And every bit of that I got from Coach Parrish when I played for him at Arvindale High School because that's what he believed in and that's what he pushed. And we won games in the full court. We beat people we shouldn't have because they had their hands on their knees bent over and we were still rolling. So I think conditioning uh, – 
plays a major part in that. Um, I also think our practice schedule um, is so detail-oriented, every rep, uh, every play, um, and we don't stay out there forever. I think you can go to practice, and if you're not – you don't have a great practice plan and every one of your coaches don't know what's going on and your kids don't know what's going on. You're going to stand around and waste time. And before you know it, you're out there three hours and kids have lost focus. Um, so I think our practice schedule uh, is a really big deal as far as that goes. I think during the summer, um, I just read about so many other places, you know, they're five days a week, right? Like on Christmas Eve, for example, man, I read so many places on Twitter, the, the weight room, they had kids in the weight room on Christmas Eve. And then, listen, if that's the way they do it, that's the way they do it. I mean, I'm not saying our way is perfect. Um, but, man, I just can't see that, man. Christmas Eve, go be with your family. Um, you know, and, and during the summer, we go three mornings a week. Okay, we go three mornings a week, and it's going to be four quarters is how we're going to approach it like a game. Okay, and so we're going to have one group in the weight room. Um, and then we're going to have one group outside working either agilities or speed or a combination, combination of both, just depending on the month, whether it's June or July. Uh, and then we're going to have one group up in the building doing academics, either taking a Florida virtual class or if they have not passed their SAT yet, uh, they're tutoring. Um, and I mean, I, and I'll take our seniors, the ones that hadn't passed yet, and they'll be with me. So that's three quarters of the four weight room outside and then the tutoring and we rotate through we go 45 minutes each of those and we rotate through and then the last fourth quarter we're all together doing conditioning at the end and then the overtime uh we we drive over to our middle school on the back road which is only a half mile if that and we all eat lunch together uh in the lunchroom and that's been huge is adding that nutrition to our program make sure those guys get to eat and drink milk and all that after they lift but but we don't go five days a week, and I'm not trying to take all their summer away from them. You know, depending on where the calendar falls, we're going to have six to seven weeks of training in the summer, and I'm going to always give them July 4th week off, just like Georgia is mandatory. I just think it's important that those kids are able to be high school kids, not just high school football players, and they're not robots, and, uh, you know, they don't look back and say, man, I didn't do anything in high school other than football. And it just always works out. We seem to peak at the right time. We don't ever play our best football at the beginning of the year, which is good. But I've seen a lot of football teams, man. Man, they're, you know, out the start, out the gate, boy, they're on fire, four or five and oh, buddy. And then they peter out, you know, and, and uh, they lose their fire. And, and because they've worked so many days over the summer, they're tired of coming to practice and they're tired of being around each other and they're tired of hearing – their coaches preach the same things where our kids, you know, like our open week, I'll give you an example. Our open week was at the end of the year, man, used to, I'd grind and we go five days a week. And if they were lucky, we'd be in shorts on Friday, man, on Mondays, we're going to watch film about 30, 45 minutes on that open week. And the last three years we've walked out the door we've got on two charter buses. We drove to live Oak and we went bowling and eating chicken wings and had a good time, you know, um, and that just refreshes them, and that gets them going. And, and we're not at practice. We're just having a good time as a family, um, you know. And then we're going to practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I'm going to give them Friday off. And, man, they're itching to get back by the time Monday comes. You know, and we start our playoff push. And uh, and it just 
we just peaked at the right time for the most part. Um, but the best advice I can, I could give anybody is to make sure it's more than just football, you know, that you love on your kids and get to know them suckers, man. Um, all of them got a story and they frustrate us at times, but at the end of the day, they're somebody's baby. They're somebody's baby boy. Um, and they're important. And it's important that we pour into them and give them everything we got. Um, that's our responsibility. That's our calling. Um, we're not going to be judged. Y- you know, when I take my last breath, the state championship rings don't mean anything. And I'll be honest with you, I don't even know where the, the, the last two, I didn't got the third one yet. And the last two, they're, they're in a box somewhere. Um, because as a coach, you, you know, you're all, you're moving forward thinking about next year and the guys you have and how you can impact them. But, the best advice I can give to you is, is uh, love on your kids, spend time with them outside of football, um, do Bible studies, get involved in FCA, and also as a head coach, um, listen and listen to your assistants and build relationships with those guys and do things outside of football. Uh, after games on home games on Friday nights, we go down here to the local uh, Madison Church of God. Their youth pastor, Brother Terry Clark, is our team chaplain. And the coaches and wives and kids, we all go in his big old youth room, man, and we'll karaoke and we'll bring food and we'll just have a good time, you know. And, and it's inside of a big multi-purpose room that has a gym, so our kids are out there throwing dodgeballs and playing basketball. And we just have a good time with each other. And that way our wives are involved, our kids are involved. Uh, there's no alcohol at all. Um, that's part of coaching for me, whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent. We're not going to have that because I don't want to be a reason a kid stumbles. You know, a uh, kid sees Coach Coe buying a six-pack and walking out of Winn-Dixie. Well, Coach says it's all right. That means I can do it, you know, and that's not judging people that drink. I'm just – that's just my stance. I don't want to cause a kid uh, to stumble in his life because we already have way too many stumbling blocks in front of us to begin with. Um, but I would – I think, in, in my opinion, that's why our program – is the way it is. Our kids absolutely know that we love them, win, lose, or draw. We lost two in a row in the middle of this year, and I'm telling you, nothing changed on our practice schedule, nothing changed on our approach, nothing changed in our locker room. We just kept on, man. We just kept on, and and then you got to be able to handle losing a game. You can't change who you are and go to acting a fool and, and panic and all that, and our kids saw that in us, um, you know, and I think it's a testament to our staff and our kids. Our kids can run our practice. They know what we're going to do on Monday. They know what we're going to do on Tuesday, Wednesday, so forth. And our kids could really uh, run our practice. And uh, so I, I just think those are some of the things that we do that I've kind of learned throughout the years that that help us peak at the right time and, and uh, you know, ultimately make us who we Coach, are. But you got this thing down to a T. Uh-huh. See more, he got you remember what you said earlier to my uh <laughs> yeah, you ready to, he got me ready to play. Look, you, it, you don't you don't hear that, man. You don't really hear like the coaches, you know, really emphasizing, you know, being off and that's true what he was saying, you know, by them guys be working out on the holidays and a lot of that stuff. It actually surprised me for, to hear him say a lot of the stuff he just said. So I'm ready to go throw on the pad right now, coach, but my edge ability up, man. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But coach, you know, I I just want to say thank you, you know, for coming on, and I gotta ask you, you know, about two yes, more sir. questions. So, with the 
with that okay. state championship game, and I was at the Pahokee game as well. Did you get nervous? And just either one of the games, you know, the, uh, both of them, like, did you get nervous at a point? Because I did. I thought y'all, you know, I, I thought it wasn't going to happen in Pahokee. And then the reason why I got nervous, the uh, state <laughs> championship game, because number one, Smith from Blunstown, he was tearing up the scene. But him and Allen, they were going back and forth. So, Mate. you know, give me your take on yeah. both of those games. All right. So, so the Pahokee game, um, they were a lot better than the record indicated. And I knew that because they'd had a lot of kids out throughout the year, but they were getting them back. And uh, so, you know, it's a buck, I don't know, a minute 45 left where it was in the game. And, and we lined up wrong or, or – star lined up in the boundary instead of the field so the running we spilled it and the running back bounced it uh to the field we have nobody sitting there for him because our star was sitting in the dang boundary um so anyway before i could get to our defense um as they're coming off the field you know you mentioned former quarterbacks earlier well travis jay was standing there on the sideline beside us and so was teray jones our big nose tackle that's at tennessee state uh and he was a freshman All-American this year. And then uh, another kid that played defensive end for us last year. Before I could get to our kids, those three came screaming past me, telling the kids, don't even look at the scoreboard. Just keep, you know, trust the process. Uh, we practice two-minute drill every day, all, every week. You're prepared for this. We're fixing to go win this thing. You know, and it's like all three of them saying the same thing. And it sounded just like things I would have said. You know, and I said, well, I, there ain't nothing for me really to say. You know, I mean, that they're exactly right. And so, you know, they kick off to us, and I don't know, we get about to the 25, and then we go to pass, and they stayed in the five-man front. Well, they had them two defensive ends, man. Them suckers were like oak trees out there, you know. And uh, so we called timeout. I think we got sacked first down. We called timeout, and I told Coach Berger, our offense coordinator, I said, we've got to screen them. We've got to screen them, you know, um, we can't we can't block them. We can't sit back there all day because them suckers coming off that edge, and they're good enough to lock up on you. You know, uh, in the secondary, they can really run. And so we discussed trying to hit uh, the fullback on a little screen, you know, or throw tunnel to Darion, the you know the kid we call Worm. Well, anytime you can get the ball in his hands, you want to do it. He had already housed one earlier, so we called tunnel uh, from our sidelines, you know, and uh, man. I mean, it it just worked out. That little rascal uh, caught that ball, and our receiver did a really good job blocking the corner. And then Big Zane Herring, the, the old lineman that's at Florida State early in the road, he got out there, and, I mean, he just crushed the safety. And Darion got to the sidelines just in time before the Mike, the Mike linebacker dove at him and outran him. And then he made a move down at the end, end of the field, man. I don't know. The doctor, Dr. Jaggers from TFC, he told me after the game, he said, Coach, uh, anatomically, which I don't even know what that really means. I guess it's how your body's designed. He said, anatomically, Coach, he shouldn't have been able to make that move that he made. His leg should have broke. And I said, well, I can trust you. That was all good Lord's uh, blessings on him because I hadn't taught him how to do it, I assure you. Um, but then you start thinking, man, we, we may have scored too quick. But we have a pretty good package where, you know, we'll take our quarterback and put him at defensive end and, put our big receiver in at DB and basically go with 11 just great athletes on the field and uh, defense rose up and, and stopped them. And, um, you know, we were very I – and mean, we still had to make the extra point too, which we did. But we were very fortunate uh, to win that game. But, again, 
I think that goes back to the belief that our kids have. Uh, they trust in the process. They are going to fight you till that clock hits zero. And then they're man enough to live with the results of whatever whatever happens when that thing hits zero. As long as they leave it out there on that field, they can always look each other in the eyes and and uh, know that they gave it their all for each other. And, and the, the crazy thing is, pregame, I always have a word for them, you know, and, that, and the word that week was willingness. And I was just thanking them for, for their willingness to allow us to coach them hard and their willingness to give up their summers and give up Labor Day and give up Thanksgiving and their willingness to sacrifice playing positions that, you know, that where we need them to play, like our running back playing quarterback. And, um, man, their willingness to fight to the end, you know, push them through. And then the state championship game, uh, we felt like we had an advantage off- offensively. Um, and we knew they were really good at the wing tee and option game. And we had not seen it a whole lot all year because nobody really runs it anymore. Um, you know, and they got too tight and double wing. And, and we felt like that's what they were going to try to do, slow down the game and get three or four yards of pop. And um, so we really told our kids, you know, offensively, listen, fellas, we need to score as fast as we can. And then special teams, we feel like we have an advantage. And then defensively, get a you know get some key stops or get some turnovers and and we did that you know we we did enough there and that smith kid's really really good uh heck of a football player but you know i really felt like vincente um showed the world his his running ability that night because you know he he kind of got lost in the shuffle you know he only had 12 carries but he had 264 yards on only 12 carries and then he threw for 100 and something yards too um so Felt like he saved his very best game for last. I felt like our offensive line uh, kind of took that thing over, and our special teams was was really really good as well. And um, you know, our my twenty twenty guys, what a what a great group, fifty and four uh, over four years, three straight titles, um, just a really really special group of young men. And I started coaching them when they were in seventh eighth grade down at Central School, middle school. Uh, had a weight class that they were in. I told them then, I said, y'all are going to be the group. Y'all going to be the group that does it. And, um, you know, I get a lot of accolades, man, but I'm telling you, it's about them kids. If it wasn't for them kids and their willingness to to do the things necessary to make our program what it is, then uh, I'm irrelevant, you know. And, and uh, so I owe most of that success to those kids and our and our coaching staff and then our community, how much they pour into it. All right, Coach, before we let you go, we're going to um... – give you an opportunity to let the people know, you know, anything you may have coming up, like in the future for us, even games that's coming up or things for summertime or whatever, you know, relevant that you want to share. Um, and we just want to thank you again. You can go ahead, Coach. The floor is yours. Guys, first of all, I thank you guys, man. Uh, what a tremendous outreach. And, and uh, this thing will continue to grow. I was at Florida State uh, the other morning. Um, watching them do the mat drills and stuff. And Coach Locke had on one of you guys' uh, T-shirts. And uh, what a great – I mean, I'm building a relationship with him uh, already and, and just love listening to him and, and letting him – I mean, he just pours into young people and his testimony is, is just phenomenal. And so I really want to get to know him better. And But I, I thought you all would like to know that. He was he was wearing your shirt uh, the other morning at mat drill, so that was pretty cool to see. Um but just our normal deal, you know, we're in the middle of weightlifting season right now. Obviously, our boys and girls basketball teams are trying to go win a state title. So, really, 
uh, going to enjoy that the next couple of weeks. And then we'll start spring off April 27th. We're in the middle of our, our mat drills, which we call Agon, uh, early morning mat drills. And, and that's the root word of agony. And we always ask our kids, you want to go through the agony now or the agony later? Um, and we know the challenges ahead. Our schedule stays the same. It just flips home and away. So uh, not going to be easy. Got St. Pete Lakewood again, Clearwater International Academy, of course, Lake City, Columbia, uh, Donnellan, and all four of those games are all in a row. Um, so another tough schedule. Got Crestview still, Florida High, Swanee. So another tough schedule. Uh, spring game, uh, we'll play Wakella in Florida High on May 21st, I believe, over at Florida High. Um, but you know, my main thing, just to encourage coaches, man, be who you're supposed to be, love on your kids, um, bring your kids in your home, let them see what a daddy and a husband looks like, bring your family to practice, uh, every time you can model for young people, uh, what a man should look like and be and, and how he should operate, um, is a tremendous blessing to them in their life. They may not see it or notice it at the time, uh, but I promise you, I've had too many kids come back and say thank you and, and, um, you know, coach, you change, you help change my life or help make me who I am. And, um, that's the reason we should be doing this. That's the reason we should call ourselves coaches and, and, uh, and always give the good Lord above uh, all the praise. Cause without him, obviously, uh, there isn't much else left. Um, so guys, I sure appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, you got you a fan from here on out. Uh, coach Cove be a big fan of your podcast and, and um, make sure I listen in all the time and keep doing what you're doing. It's encouraging. Uh, we need more of it. So I sure appreciate, we appreciate you, Coach. We thank you. Um, Coach, by the way, um, for us, uh, uh, the receiver, number nine, Staten, and uh, uh, Allen, number four, the quarterback, do, will they be signing anywhere soon, or how is it looking for them? Well, we're, we're working with Ed Waters okay. right now, uh, trying to get them both in there. Um, they're both really good and they need to can keep playing because they're really good players and, and Darion can, can, can run track as well. And Vincente is a heck of a baseball player as well. So we're working with Ed Waters right now, trying to get them both into there and, and playing, actually playing two sports and where they can continue their athletic career, but get that degree. Right, right, well. right. Exactly. Right. That's the, that's the most important thing. Coach, we, we want to thank you again for coming on. And everybody, when y'all get a chance, man, y'all go listen to some of our prior episodes. We actually have all the coaches we'd have had on, for some reason, it made in the state championship game or got close to it. From Lakeland Christian, from Lakeland Christian to Victory Christian, or even our interaction we had with Florida High. Man, this is amazing. Now today we got Madison County on, so y'all better get on board. And I want to thank the coach even from IMG and – Y'all need to be on notice, man. Madison County football is something everybody need to go check out. All y'all college coaches, senior recruiters down there, all y'all high school teams, y'all need to try to sign up to play them, even though I know y'all don't want to play them. Uh, I just enjoy watching this team, man. When y'all get a chance, get over there to Boot Hill Stadium or catch them when you in, in your closest area for Tallahassee. They're going to be playing games as well. So I just want to thank the Madison County whole school system, everything for, you know, their support. Even when we're at the game, they retweeting stuff, they speaking to us. So I want to thank them as well. So, Coach, you have done a great job. We want to congratulate you. And even for going in the Hall of Fame, you know, already. So we want to thank you for everything you're doing for the young men and the young women 
out there in Madison County and just everything you yeah. have done so much for, I mean, so far as a coach. And coach, we so, want you to know, yes, too, sir. we definitely following you from here on out, which I know Mike already been on. He already was telling me about you, but man, we locked in on you. We following you the rest of your career, period. Yes, sir. I That's appreciate no it. So I'm gonna leave y'all like I always leave y'all. Keep your head up and not down, or else you'll fall to the ground. This is Life and Football Podcast. Catch you next time. <laughs>